You're listening to PlayStation Unchained. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 84 of PlayStation Unchained. I am your co-host, Mike Carradine, and joining me once again is my co-host, Ben Shilbeer-Hall. How's it going, Ben? I am very good, and with a less shittier mic this week. Yay! (laughs) Good to have you back on the show, man. Yeah, you got your your microphone problems sorted out. I want to apologise to everything last week about the whole typing during the podcasting. I was using my laptop's mic, which, although somehow made me sound even more like Jim Sterling, was not very good because it literally picks up every sound in the entire house. Uh, Well, the flat. I don't live in a house. Either way, sorry about last week's podcast, but I do have something to announce at the end of the podcast as an apology. So stay tuned. Yes, the Phantom Keyboarder is revealed to be Ben. There we go. <laughs> How have you been, Ben? Oh, not too bad, to be honest. Cool, it's cool. just been a usual week. I've been playing a lot of Final Fantasy. That's my life right now. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet, man. Good to have you on the show. And as you probably guessed from that small uh, uh, escape of laughter there, we have Neil Bolt joining us. Lightning Bolt. How's it going, man? It's good. <laughs> it's good, yeah. I'm just finishing a very late dinner of... Um... Couscous, midget gems, and a beer. So. Wait, what? <laughs> Couscous, midget gems, and beer. You don't mean the midget gems with the biscuit and the icing, right? No, no. Like, oh, okay. uh, like, God. Little gummy, little gummy sweets. <laughs> 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 That's an interesting combination. Couscous and beer. <laughs> well, yeah, it's like it's my son's birthday party today. So oh, right. party oh happy birthday. Stuff. Congrats. How old is he? It'll be four next oh, bless. Oh. this week because obviously the next one could drop at any minute. So. Oh yes, it's all um, um, red alert in the um, Bolt household. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So that's why I've just been uh, speeding through the reviews this last month. <laughs> Get as many under my belt as I can. <laughs> well, let's hope that it doesn't drop in the middle of his podcast. That would be a that would be quite a. Um, that's right. Interesting. She, she can wait. That's fine. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> that would be quite an interesting show that would well sorry to report that Neil has to go to hospital because his wife's about to give birth so we'll just carry on that it's okay we're going to have Gary's phone to replace Neil <laughs> <laughs> oh god cool well it's good to have you guys on the show again um, it's quite a nice evening uh, for once, it's been pretty bad the weather has over here. I mean, we're beginning to wonder what's happened to summer. But yeah, it's a pleasant evening. We're episode 84. So how about we dive into some news, guys, yeah? Yeah. Okie dokie. Right, first up, we have from Monday, July the 20th, uh, the uh, Uncharted Nathan Drake collection. Uh, Sony has said that the collection is for people who did not own a PS3, I quote, unquote. Uh, unsurprising, that is. Uh, this is from Scott Road of Sony Computer Entertainment America. Um, so yeah, uh, I'm not really surprised by this at all. Pretty obvious. Um, having said that, I played all the Uncharted games on PS3 and of course the Vita one, although that's not included in it. 
and I will be rebuying these again because I love them. So I'm sure I'm not going to be the early guy who's going to be buying the games again to play through them again. But at the same time, obviously, this is going to appeal to people who didn't own a PS3 or weren't interested in Uncharted. So, you know, anyone, if it brings more people into the series, then that's great because it's Uncharted is a great franchise and it deserves to be played by as many people as possible. So, yay. And I can't honestly wait. To, I can't wait to play through them again. I'm looking forward to going through them. It's been a while. I think the last time I played... I think I went through a whole trilogy playthrough um, about three years ago, so it's been a while. So I'm 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 looking forward to it again. Um, so yeah, guys, um, are you likely to be buying Uncharted um, the uh, Nathan Drake collection at all, uh, Neil? Oh, we'll probably come in there somewhere in that whole Maelstrom of Metal Gear and Fallout that may end up on my old list. But yeah, I'm interested in getting it merely because they've made Uncharted one better. As a game by taking all that nonsense out with the motion controls. Oh, yes, it, yes. And making it a bit more like Uncharted 2, which, you know, it could stand to reason would be a lot better for it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, they've, uh, for those of you who, uh, who don't know, they removed the, um, motion controls from Uncharted 1, which is the, uh, the balancing, um, six axis control and the, uh, <laughs> the, uh, throwing grenades, isn't it, as well? That was the other one. Yeah. yeah I you think, can still uh, use that, though. Yeah, you can still use the grenades ones, but it's uh, uh, using the um, controller to throw grenades, but it's um, it's not mandatory anymore, but the balancing is now gone completely. You know, it was um, only this week I realised that there was even motion controls in the PS4 pad, which does how little it gets used. But, yeah, uh, it's I just... a journey when the, the screen comes up at the beginning and it just tells you to tilt your pad this way and that. And like, hang on, did they just leave this in? Oh no, hang on, I can do this. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I didn't actually have any clue that PS4 did motion control when I was just re- literally when I was writing the story about Uncharted and motion control saying that they had left in the um, the ability to throw a grenade using uh, motion controls I thought what what huh what PS DualShock 4 does motion controls really guys really 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 wow you do know why it lights up uh, oh yeah, yeah. But it's just what I'm saying is it gets used so little outside yeah. of Sony's yeah. own stuff that you don't notice. Because last time I actually remember when I thought about it, it was um, Infamous Second Son yeah. with the spray yeah. paint stuff. But yeah, before that, I don't even remember using it. I've never used a game that has used it. You never I played Infamous. No, I've, actually, no, I've never played Infamous, so that's go, why. Obviously, I will go I'll play it. What, why are you here? Yeah, all right. <laughs> 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 yeah. Well, that was a good episode of Unchained. Yeah. <laughs> you got one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> next week, to find out what you thought. Yeah. Um, how about you, Ben? I think you're getting Uncharted, aren't you? Yeah. I, I'm just shocked right now, the fact that you didn't know what the... Wow. Shocked. Yeah. It, 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 you know, the, the light bar is to help the PS4 track the movement of it. That's the whole point yeah, of it. I honestly just thought it was because it was pretty... No, light, no. I thought the light bar was just a power indicator. To be honest, that's what I thought it was for. Red if it needs charging, uh, yellow yeah, if charging, right. and you know, white if it's fully charged. Honestly, oh, if you've got the PlayStation Eye, the yeah. eye can track the light from the camera for the uh, more sensitive movements. Well, there you go, eh, Neil? Learn something new every day. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Well, well um, that's just... uh, coming out obviously in October, so. Um, uh, stay tuned up to our review for that. I have no idea who's going to be reviewing it, but um, I'd be lying if I said if I, I'd be lying if I said I didn't want to review it because I've never reviewed an Uncharted game. But we just have to see what happens there. Um, cool. Uh, moving on to uh, another big game coming out. Uh, 
Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain is getting a PS4 uh, hardware bundle. Um, well, not really a hardware bundle. It's a it's a console that is branded uh, with Metal Gear Solid Five logos, uh, red and black. Rather, rather um, pleasant looking device. While um, if I must do say so myself, but it's uh, three hundred and sixty four ninety nine, and you'll be required to drop a twenty pound deposit. This is exclusive to game in the UK. Um, it has the, uh, the red and black is to reflect Sonic, uh, Sonic, Snake's Sonic, bionic. why not? Yeah, <laughs> uh, Snake's bionic. Well, it and, makes so much sense. Yeah, and uh, also will feature a gold band as well as the Diamond Dogs logo. Uh, so yeah, there we go. I know that, um, uh, Tim was, um, definitely had his eyes set on this. Um, there's no way I'm going to be getting it. I've already got a PS4, obviously, and I'm not into, I'm not really into blowing nearly 400 quid on an item, a uh, sort of a collector's item, but it looks, it does look great. Um, what do we all think of this thing? Is it worth getting at all for collectors, do you reckon? Well, I'm not going to get it on purpose, let's put it that way. So it pretty much could take a nice coincidence of one machine breaking and yeah. me certainly finding 300, 400 quid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, quite right. Ben, what do you think of this? I'll settle with my arm. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so wrong, but yeah, I'm leaving it at that just because it sounds so wrong. Okay. <laughs> I bought uh, the I bought the arm edition. Yeah, I was going to say you got the um, collector's edition, didn't you? Or yeah. Whatever it's the premium. Yeah. How much was that? Ninety nine pounds, I think it was. Oh, that's that must be limited edition, right? Yeah, limited edition. With a bionic yeah. arm. There's not a real bionic arm. That would be amazing. I would yeah, love I would, a real bionic arm. I, I would buy loads just for fun. <laughs> go around with an army of bionic arm people. <laughs> well, no, you just have them strapped on your back and become like some sort of ju- some sort of weird version of octopus. Oh no, you know, like in um, Revengeance when you got that boss with the yeah. all the hands. Just cosplay him. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you'd just be uh, very short arms because they're half the size. Well, you'd have to put them on like broomsticks or something and just have like <laughs> wires so, yeah. so they move around. Some sort of budget doctor octopus. Yeah. <laughs> Budget Doc Ock, that would be quite. Nice. I, I say budget. If you were buying that many special editions, yeah. Well, yeah, to be fair cool. though, you're probably still better special effects than some of that movie back then. Oh, burn! Ooh, don't talk ill of Spider-Man Two. Oh man, that's hard. Greatest, <laughs> greatest superhero movie ever made. Oh, it's the greatest, but doesn't doesn't mean you can't laugh at some of the cheesy effects. Oh, I no, don't remember it being cheesy. that bad. Actually, what parts are you talking about? I was actually thinking of the first one more than the second one, but some of the second one was just... Well, the first one was a bit laughable, well, yeah. Willem Dafoe, yeah. Dafoe in a Power Rangers suit. <laughs> Power Rangers suit. Yeah. Well, yeah. where he's sat on top of the roof talking to Spider-Man, you don't know whether it's supposed to be scary or not, or funny. Yeah, and then you immediately go into his eyes inside the mask, and it's like, you could just see him overacting <laughs> all through the mask. It's yeah. Like, <laughs> God bless Willem Dafoe. Uh, it was good, though. It was. Yeah, yeah, I do. I like the old Spider-Man films. Yeah, they were cool. Um, Man, I don't know how we went from Metal Gear Solid to Spider-Man, Spider-Man Sonic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we sort of went from Bionic Arms to Doc Ock to Spider-Man, I think, that's how. And it all started as Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I said that. Um, obviously, I'm out of practice. Um, moving on now, uh, Shenmue 3 development has just started, says Yu Suzuki. Um, obviously, uh, Shenmue 3 is... Uh, completed its uh, Kickstarter campaign, which was very successful. Um, it made just over 6.3 million in the end. And obviously, the uh, 
the actual stretch, the uh, initial stretch goal was too many, and to actually get the game off the ground, it had to make too many. I mean, it did that in, uh, oh, it must have. I think it was like less than twelve hours or something. I think it might have been eight hours or something. That yeah, was just barely anything. yeah. Uh, it was announced obviously at E3, um, but yeah, development on the game um, has only just started, so that's not surprising considering the target release date isn't until uh, uh, sorry is uh, December two thousand and seventeen. Um, but anyway, um, just read out a couple of quotes here. Um, through the illustrations you drew, the videos you produced, and all that you did throughout the campaign, I could not help but feel feel the deep love you have for Shinmu, said Suzuki-san. Even after 14 years have gone by, to see this outpouring of support is something one as a creator can only dream of. There could be no better feeling than what you have given me, and for that I will be eternally grateful. We have just started getting into development, as well as, and as we move ahead, I will listen to all of you who make... I listen to all of you to make Shenmue 3 even better. I thank you again for your support and wholeheartedly look forward to the rest of the journey together. So there we are. Uh, just have to see well now how it shapes up. Obviously, um, I think the problem with this is, is a lot of um, expectation on Shenmue 3. Um, you know, 14 years is a long time. Mm. And many people are wondering sort of, you know, just how... Uh, sort of how successful the game could be on the budget, um, considering the uh, original Shenmue 3 had a, a something like a, a 50 million budget or something like that. Uh, not, yeah. not Did you just say the original Shenmue 3? Yeah, don't, nobody knows about that one. <laughs> <laughs> Industry secret. <laughs> the original Shenmue had a budget of around 50 million. So, yes, um, did, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, and obviously this is uh, raised 6.3 million, but Sony is going to be um, providing funding as well but we don't know just how much is going into it so uh well, they'll, they'll save a lot of money on the engine this time around so they won't have to build their own engine yeah so and obviously development real i think so yeah yeah and development costs you know it's different now to how it was like 15 years ago so they could probably do you know make a really good game from a smaller budget just because of how things have progressed technologically and all that kind of stuff but they're still going to need a hefty chunk of change yeah definitely yeah um it'd be interesting to see what they do but um obviously it didn't quite it didn't meet its 10 million goal which would have offered uh features the features of a true open world game but you know i'm still quite optimistic obviously i'm a massive shenmue fan so i'll be keeping an eye on this one i'm just do you know what what the best thing about it is that not getting that target is that it means it might actually come out sooner (laughs) instead of waiting another year perhaps on top yeah very good point yeah true open world means you're going to be waiting longer no doubt yeah definitely i've just um I think like most people, I'm just actually amazed when it's happening, and I'm just, I'm just happy it's going to happen. So yeah. yeah, I don't expect anything more than a game like the last two. Yeah, if it was like different. that, even if it looked like Shenmue One and Two, I wouldn't mind. It wouldn't bother me at all. You know, if it, it, had... it won't, it will look better. Oh yeah, of course it'll look better. You just, even the uh, the tech the uh, tech demos or preview de- uh, preview videos or whatever you want to call it that's been released so far, they look better than the Dreamcast. Yeah. Um, uh, visuals. They've uh, they've re- redone the character models as well. Um, they're looking better than the initial video, so that's pretty cool. Um, some nice water effects in there as well. But yeah, it's a uh, it's a long way to go yet, so we just have to see. Uh, uh, ben, I don't know where you stand on this. Do you have anything to add? Ah, I'm I'm just looking forward to it. All right. Did you ever play Shenmue? Yeah. Uh, no, I never played one or two, but I I, I pledged a hundred pounds, hundred dollars, oh, well, me. Pretty- sorry. That's pretty same here. That's pretty impressive, actually, considering you never played the others. So you, um, is there a reason you just felt compelled to? Or well, you... I never really got them on the Dreamcast, even though I always wanted to. I could never find a copy, and I'm not a big fan of emulation. Yeah, so... I hear you there. I would much rather play. Um, I would have. I I've got my Dreamcast. Still, you know, I would only ever play it on the Dreamcast. So I thought, you know, what? I've always wanted to do it, and it's a rare. It's a game that everyone wants, 
and there's a chance to get my name in it and a still tin version that I can probably sell for a lot of money. Um, so yeah, yeah, why not, eh? So I thought, you know what? Yeah, good on you. Sixty quid, I don't mind. I'll probably buy. Yeah. What I'm planning to do is just buy another copy. Oh, okay, fair enough. Keep that still tin sealed and yeah. buy the digital version. Sounds good to me. Because um, I thought, you know, if I pay for it now, it's, I don't feel I won't feel guilty in two years to buy another copy. <laughs> <laughs> Neil, did you have? Did you pledge anything? Yeah, I'm getting the basic though. So. Oh, wicked! Yeah, so we're all we're all contributors. Awesome! Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, wicked. Um, it's funny actually. Uh, Sixty-six pound went out of my account the other day, and I thought, "What the hell is going on here?" And I thought, "Oh, Shenmue Three, of course." <laughs> I was wondering what the hell was going on there. Yeah, so I've, yeah, I'm excited naming the credits and all that. I'm just pleased that I've been able to actually contribute to Shenmue Three's development. You know, if you told me that like 14 years ago, I'd be like, "What?" <laughs> so yeah. that's pretty awesome. Um, yeah. So um, let's move on from that. But um, yeah, I'm I'm excited by that. Um, I know that um, I think Stephen pledged some as well. Actually, I'm not sure how much, but I think he was going to. Uh, I think Gary was it Gary or Kevin? I think it was Gary actually that pledged 120 dollars. Yeah, Gary said last week. Yeah. He did. Oh, wicked! Respect to Gary. Nice one. Yeah. Um, let's move on to um, another uh, a rumor article. Actually, this is um, Watchdogs Complete Edition coming to ps4 and xbox one this is from a listing on amazon france um there's not really much to say on this apart from it is what it sounds like watchdogs with presumably with all dlc at a budget price coming to um current generation formats um according to the listing it's going to be out on september 3rd price 29.99 euros this is obviously in france so uh i imagine it'll come out with a similar date over here over here in the uk if it's true probably around the same time in america uh yeah um i've got watchdogs um so i don't plan on getting this but um this kind of stuff doesn't really surprise me they seem to be you know game of the year edition releases complete editions you know ultimate editions whatever you want to call it this is no you know this this has been done to death before so i'm not really surprised at this and watchdog did sell a, a heap of copies uh it was also ubisoft's best-selling new ip at the time and as a sequel in the pipeline as well apparently so there we go uh just, uh, Neil, did you play Watch Dogs at all? If you didn't, will you be getting this at all? If it's true. I if did. it's true. Uh, I, I played it, but no, I have no care to go back to it again. It's cool. just not my... It should be my cup of tea, but it's not. It's okay. like, yeah, it's, it's another typical Ubisoft thing. Of promising a lot, not really delivering. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps that's why they're doing this complete edition, because they finally finished all the things they promised. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, um, Ben, how about you? Wait, you're saying Assassin's Creed is getting a game of the? Oh wait, there. Sorry, the crew. I mean, sorry, I'm very confused. Um, no, no, Ben, it's Prince of Persia. Uh Prince of Persia. <laughs> no, oh, damn. What was that game where I had to go to towers to hack things to open the rest of the map? Oh, the crew. Is uh, it? crew. Anyway, that Ubisoft game that got announced recently that's completely new. That, oh, for honor. Oh, say, yeah, it was one of these. Yeah. Anyway, no, I'll probably give this game a year a miss of Assassin Crew. Of Assassin's Crew Watch, yeah. Watch. Dogs. <laughs> Dogs! <laughs> uh, so, yeah, no, I'm not a big fan of it. Okay, cool. Man, Ubisoft, I think uh, Ubisoft's probably the um, company on PSU that gets the biggest hate <laughs> from us. 
Apart from me, just because I'm a total Assassin's Creed fanboy and buy anything. If it's got a, thick, a collector's edition and it's Assassin's Creed, I buy it every year. I just love it. I, I, I hold my hands up. I love those games. And I, I'm, not being, I'm not joking, but just playing Unity again, it's like they give you a history lesson. It's made me want to actually read up on those times. So oh, I, yeah. find it, I find it really, really, actually really, really, and don't laugh. I find it educational sometimes. I do. Because the, the events are real. Obviously, they play around with things with the assassins and Templars. But, you know, the, the, the locations, the times, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff, you know, you can go away and read on it. It's really, really damn interesting. Yeah. So, um, Do you know what I've always found weird is the offshoots that have come out of it? Like, like Well, like you had that Da Vinci series that was clearly based on the same ideas they got out of Assassin's Creed. Oh, yeah. Some sort of, like, playboy inventor, Tony Stark type. And it's like... No, he wasn't. <laughs> I, know, I know you're taking artistic license and everything, but no, the video game was wrong. That wasn't actual history. <laughs> Why not? It should be. And then, I don't know, someone else should turn out to be the Hulk, and then we could have History Avengers. History Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> no, you reunite the, um, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles of history. Leonardo Michelangelo. What if they actually turn into turtles and then it becomes a sequel to Turtles in Time? <laughs> oh no, a team up between the turtles and their namesakes. So you have all the famous art, the artists, Donatello, Raphael, Michelangelo, and Leonardo. And their total counterparts. Yeah. But they can't they be called ninjas. They've got to be why heroes. I why, why I never got why Donatello did machines when Leonardo da Vinci was the one that made machines. You know. Yeah, he what? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he um, he was he he invented quite a lot of. Well, he he drafted a lot of stuff, didn't he? That was quite um innovative at the time. That's it. So, yeah, yeah, he was very yeah very um. There you go, Ninja Turtle people, fix that. <laughs> Hero turtles. <laughs> Hero turtles. That's two weeks running we've had Hero turtles involved. I used to love that cartoon. Heroes in a half shell. Turtle power. <laughs> See, I randomly sang that, but everyone got confused. But when Mike oh, does it, who, <laughs> who hasn't watched Turtles when they were younger? Seriously, if you're from a certain generation, you should have seen Turtles when you were younger. Definitely, definitely. That, yeah. Oh, I could go. Uh, don't get me started on the cartoons I watch. Would be a, who, who's your favourite turtle then? Um. Oh God. Um. Probably the purple one. Is that Donatello? That's Donatello. Yeah, but yeah, him probably. But I, I like, I like, I like them all. Yeah, uh, I'd say I, Raphael, I, me. Yeah, I'd say Raphael. Raphael. I like Donatello because I don't know, I don't know why. It just it, I just felt him a bit underrated. That's all. You know, he was all he was always making all the machines and didn't get enough credit. <laughs> I think. It was Leonardo was your proper Cyclops slash Captain America type. Yeah, yeah. but <laughs> I'm the leader. That's my personality. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, let's probably try and steer this back to games. Turtles uh, <laughs> games. Yeah, I know. Yeah, um, uh, this one's actually quite a big news story. We um, it'd be wrong for us not to mention this. Uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider is confirmed for PS4 in holiday 2016. Now, uh, even though many of us probably expected this, it's now official. Uh, Square Enix announced that Rise of the Tomb Raider uh, will be released on PlayStation 4 um, in holiday 2016. Obviously. Uh, this is coming after the Xbox One and Xbox 360 versions, which are out this Christmas and will be a console exclusive for a year on those formats. The PC version will be out in early next year, but it won't be on any other format other than Xbox until a, uh, next Christmas, uh, 2016. So there we go. Uh, 
but you know that's not really a surprise um just means i guess we've got something to look forward to and besides we've got um uncharted 4 coming out before that as well so event action adventure fans will be um uh should be satisfied um but yeah um Tomb Raider, the reboot was great. I loved it. Um, I'm a big Tomb Raider fan in general. I've been playing it since um, 97, I think. So I really, really, really enjoyed um, these games. And um, I I like the direction they've gone with this. And Rise of the Tomb Raider does look really, really good. Um, It actually looks like it's actually having shock horror actual tombs in it. Again, which is good. Um, So I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, get out. Yeah, get get away. (laughs) So who's in Tomb Raider? You're having a giraffe, mate. (laughs) Not in my tan. Not in my tan. (laughs) But yeah, um, I'm looking forward to this, definitely. Um, Ben, how about you? I'm really looking forward to it, especially as I've got to wait a year. Uh, Now, that sounds weird. I've got to wait a year and I like it more. It's because in that year, all the DLC will come out. Mm-hmm. All the oh, patches oh. will come out, yeah, and then we'll get our super game of the year edition, yeah, as the game. normal edition, yeah. So go. we'll actually work. get the full game that will be a bit broken, but still, it will get the full game. If not a little bit broken, but still, it'll be the full game. That's a good point, actually. That's a very good point. Um, so yeah, for those that go, oh no, they've got it this year, yeah. and then they've got content next September or whatever. You know. We get uncharted six months or six months or so before that we get uncharted. So you know and plus we all got Fallout on the same day. Uh, Fallout's the same day as Tomb Raider. Is it? Ooh. Yeah. See now even if they were both on the same console, Fallout would be getting my money anyway. It's just it's Fallout. Yeah, it's a bad time but to release if I'm honest anyway for the Xbox because you've got Fallout. Uh, I think Call Underworld of... did that as well. Um, yeah. It released around the same time as Fallout 3. Yeah. So, just <laughs> but they've also got the Call of Duties, the Assassin's Creed, you know, around the same Assassin's time period. Assassin's Creed is, um, yeah, that's, that's, I think that's late October, so yeah. slightly before. Yeah, It's before, but, but it's... Yeah. around the, yeah, it's, 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 it's still Christmas time. People aren't going to yeah. be spending too much money on games because they'll either be A, waiting for Christmas... Yeah. Or be by for Christmas, and they can't spend too much on games because they've got they've got they can't go. Oh yeah, my son wants all these. I'll buy every presents. Yeah, they'll go. Oh, that's the Tomb Raiders. Oh, that's that Call of Duties I saw him play last year and the year Call before that. So yeah, that that always sells. They could release that on I don't know, bloody the world could be ending. <laughs> People, will, it will still it will still break records. <laughs> But yeah, no, that's a good point, Ben. We'll still be getting our kind of the, um, the full-on version of Tomb Raider, yeah, definitely. Just so. wait, just enjoy. Let them enjoy the buggy, broken version. Let them yeah. be Play Tomb early Raider access. <laughs> Let them be our early access. <laughs> yeah, um, Neil, how about you, buddy? Oh yeah, wonderful. As I said, Uncharted's come out in that time in the middle, so it's sort of bridge the gap anyway. Yeah. Plenty of other games will come out next year that'd be awesome. So. To be honest with you, I reckon I'll probably forget about Tomb Raider because of the amount of games that are going to be coming out, and when it comes around, I'll be like, "Oh, great, awesome!" So, yeah, very good. Yeah, it's like when yeah, it's probably going to damage them a little bit. I think it's interesting that they've had to sort of reveal this now rather than wait till the game's out. And then yeah, it's do. um, it's a good um, you know, a good uh, a year in three, four months until it comes out on um, PS4. So, yeah, it's interesting. They've, um, it's a long, it's a long way off. Yeah, I think their hand might have been forced somehow. Yeah. It's, it's very odd that they would say it before it got, came out on Xbox because that sounds like a, a moronic way to have an exclusive 
then say, oh, but we're going to tell you that it is coming out on PS4 before it comes out on Xbox. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, so. I think I, I think it's very detrimental for Microsoft because people, potentially some people are going to say, oh, it's right out, it's coming out on PS4, I and mean, I'll just wait. I'll yeah. get it on. I'll get it on PS4. You know, not bother. So yeah, I, I, that seems weird. That does. I think it's because of all the people that were complaining about the fact that it sounded like it was completely exclusive originally. But they, yeah, they they did say though it would be timed exclusive, didn't they? Without yeah, saying but it took yeah. it took because, them a while. Yeah, even after you, you know, have to look at. I carry on now. So yeah, you only have to look at stuff like in Sony's case, like No Man's Sky and Street Fighter Five, where very early on they come out and say, "Hey, yeah, we kind of helped foot the bill here, so it's going to be ours." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty long time. If there's a version for another console, it's not going to be announced until it's you know come out, shipped, and been on our console for a while. It's like so. Yeah, when Microsoft didn't do that with Tomb Raider straight away, and neither did Square Enix, it pretty much told you straight away that there was going to be a PS4 version at some point. I still think the reason why I pissed a lot of people off. This is what annoyed me was when they wrote their blog about the fact that. It's okay, yeah. PlayStation owners. It's okay. You can still play the original Tomb Raider that's now out remastered. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my God! How how it's how like, rude like can you be? And it's like Square employees are just there in the building, and there's a head honcho just shaking his, you know, underlings, going, "Just say something. Just say words. Like Type yeah. random things." <laughs> Uh, enjoy the old one and he's like no bang right round you know head. they could have they could have actually gone one step further and said oh and don't forget there are also um you know tomb raider came out on playstation in 96 you can enjoy tomb raider one two three four <laughs> and five on playstation one <laughs> please <laughs> be excited tomb raider games <laughs> don't like those sort of things play I tomb raider angel of darkness and then realize why you didn't want to play tomb raider oh, play underworld and be really underwhelmed yeah, watch the movies with Angelina Jolie that no way convey the games in any. Hey, I love those movies. They've got Angelina Jolie in. What else yeah, there is? Chris Barry in. They got Chris Barry in. That's the only good thing about it. No, they've got yeah, Angelina yeah. Jolie. There's no other reason to watch those movies. Oh, that's <laughs> <laughs> Isn't what? Daniel Craig in one of them? Wait, she's just supposed to be yeah. acting in it. Yes. Yeah, okay. Like, I wasn't really paying attention to what she actually does in the movie. Did you not notice when Rimmer was a butler? No, I didn't Rimmer. really notice much. Or Rimmer, or you could say, or for some of us who didn't watch Red Dwarf, you could say um, oh, Mr. Brettus. Mr. Brettus, yeah. <laughs> Excellent, Colin. <laughs> oh, yes, God. and the fact that she has a love interest that is technically James Bond. Yeah. This just sounds amazing to me. So change James Bond to Ben Shillabit and then it'll be perfect. Yes, Maleficent. Your name sounds like a spy. <laughs> Actually, you sound like a spy, man. Ben, Mr. Ben Shillabit Hall. You're Martini, sir. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Um, well, I, I guess I could use my middle names. You know, hello, I'm Thomas Shillabit Hall. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> God, we've done it again, haven't we? We're completely <laughs> odd. Podcast it's our fault. Was... We are very good at this. Yeah, the podcast <laughs> was called Derailed after all, so there we go. But yeah. Um, yeah, you should really be on a podcast where it's just me. Well, technically it is right now, but with me and Neil, we're just on our own. Is Yeah. 
Yeah, there's a it's not a topic. There's hours. no topics. I'd be interested to do a podcast, and this is no disrespect to Ben, with just Neil, just to see how crazy it can go, actually. <laughs> how <laughs> to see whose fault it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. Well, thanks for that, guys. Yeah, Tomb Raider, I'm looking forward to that. I think a lot of people are, so there we go. Um, moving on now, uh, this is a smaller story, but something that I think uh, you got, well, at least two of us will be interested in. Um, Resident Evil Revelations 2 is finally got a release date. It's coming to PS Vita in August uh, for the UK and the US. Uh, the actual date is, I will just scroll down, it's August 18th. Sorry? Oh, yeah, they said 18th. Yeah, August 18th in the US, so that presumably means August 19th in the UK because it's the day after. Um, it's going to be $39.99, but this is the full package. This gives you the, obviously, the four main uh, uh, missions. You also get the bonus missions for Struggle and Little Miss, uh, which focus on Moira and Natalia, respectively. And you also get Raid Mode, complete with 15 characters, including Hunk and Albert Wesker. Uh, it also has two-player co-op right out of the box uh, for Raid Mode. And ad hoc support will be added at, uh, via a patch at a later date. Obviously, this game has been out now since, like, uh, I think the first episode came in late February. Uh, we've reviewed every single one of them. So go and do a quick search on the PSU homepage and you can check out and see what we thought. Hint, uh, I liked them. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to this. I can see this game being really good on Vita because it is very much... It, it is it's the, the kind of episodic form is kind of pick up... It, it, it kind of like caters to that pick up and play kind of thing, especially since you can just put the Vita to sleep and resume. So I can totally see that working really well on Vita, especially for raid mode as well. Um, I really enjoyed the, uh, the, uh, the game as a whole. So I'm looking forward to this. I'll probably pick it up as well if I've got enough space on my uh, memory card. Um, Neil... Uh, you uh, you liked this, didn't you? Revelations two. You thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I certainly. Yeah, I certainly played a bit of Revelations two, but yeah, I think it will suit Vita much better. I think it's you know, Vita needs games like this. You know, just yeah. Sort of stem the tide a bit. Or these games in general. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if it does well on Vita, well, it does well on Vita. You know, maybe other companies will take note and say, oh, well, we could try that. I'm, yeah. I'm, still, I'm still waiting on that rumour about XCOM coming to Vita as it stands. And, oh, cool. Yeah. So games like this succeeding might help more games like that turn up in later times. So, yeah. Did yeah. you finish it's, this at all? Revelations 2? No, no. I, 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 um, I bought the first episode and played through that. But I've not got around to playing the rest, to be honest. All right. Uh, you should try and finish it if you can. It's really good. Yeah, it's been the curse of just reviewing everything. This is signed up. I'll play a game, then I'll stop. Once I review yeah. that, I pretty much stop. Start the next yeah, one. When you get a, when you get a break from that, then try yeah. if you can finish it. I've, it, it I'd recommend it as a fellow Resi fan. Oh yeah, uh, there there are late nights coming up. I'm sure. So. All right, cool. <laughs> in my future. Excellent, uh, Ben. Um, I don't think you played the. Nah, I didn't play it. Oh, okay. Well, do you reckon you'd get it at all? Uh, I might do. It sounds pretty good for the Vita, so. And my Vita needs some love. Cool. Everyone's Vita needs some love. Yeah. There's a game later on that definitely give you that love. Say, uh, in the reviews section. Awesome. Um, okay, well, we'll just, uh, uh, we'll just uh, clear up here. Um, I think I'll choose this story because it's pretty uh, juicy. Uh, this is... Um, a Kojima, a Hideo Kojima, that is, and Guillermo, how do you pronounce his name? Guillermo. Guillermo. Guillermo del Toro. I can never pronounce his name. Sorry, Mr. Del Toro. <laughs> uh, collaboration is, isn't is dead in the water yet, apparently. Uh, this is uh, 
during an interview with IGN, uh, Del Toro said that um, he got along with uh, Kojima rather well and he hopes to work with him again in some capacity down the line. Um, I quote, we were talking about really pushing the boundaries of the new consoles and making the game really mess with your head. This is of Silent Hills, which is sadly cancelled. One of the great moments in Metal Gear Solid was Psycho Mantis, the idea that a game can actually interact with you and stuff like that. Uh, speaking on his relationship with Kojima and, um, itself, he said, I love working with Kojima-san. We are still in touch. We are still friends and work and working into doing something together, but it's not going to be Silent Hills. Sad face. I can't believe I just said that. Um, <laughs> put that down to Life is Strange. Um, all the uh, teenage talk there. Um, but yeah, um, he also said in a separate interview, uh, this was at the San Diego Comic-Con recently, he said that he's not going to be doing any more video games at all, or rather um, he's not going to be involved in developing them. He's going to be, uh, he said he's, he, he wants to be involved perhaps creatively and be in there generating ideas, but he doesn't want to, um, he's not going to be involved in the actual development of a game. Obviously he had, it's not just Silent Hills, he had um, some rather bad luck with, he had, um, he, he, he was working on a game called Insane. I yeah. think that was actually going to be a trilogy, uh, that was with THQ, and obviously that uh, they went under, so did the project, and obviously Silent Hills ended up on the cutting room floor as well, sadly, which is really, uh, still I'm still very, very disappointed about that, because um, it looked fantastic. Um, but there we go, I think it'd be, be interesting to see what these two come up with, um, presumably, um, I imagine it would be, it could be a short film, or, or something like that, I have no idea, because I mean, Kojima is, uh, you know, he likes, his his uh, games are very cinematic by their nature and very deep in terms of narrative, at least with Metal Gear Solid. And obviously Del Toro himself, obviously he's a Hollywood director, among other things. So who knows what uh, who knows what they could come up with? I think it'd be pretty interesting to see. But I think at the same time, it is sad that it's not going to be a game of some form because that would be pretty cool. Because obviously whatever happens with um, Kojima and Konami when he eventually leaves or what, or if he was quit, he was fired, whatever, when he goes, when he does go at the end of uh, development of The Phantom Pain, he will presumably carry on making games in his own studio or joining somewhere else. So it'd be, it would have been cool to see those two actually come up with a game. And I would have liked to have seen what Del Toro would have done as well on the game because he hasn't ma- actually managed to bring out a game. So it's a shame. But um, yeah, there we go. Um, ben, what do you think about that? Oh my God, that new game there now is Quiet Hills. I mean, Quiet Mountain sounds amazing. Wink, <laughs> wink. We're enjoying Joe. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh, yeah, finally. <laughs> whispering 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 uh, what we call it? bumps whispering bumps mute mounds <laughs> that just sounds wrong <laughs> uh, so yeah whatever they plan to do I wish I hope we get to see it eventually um, and I look forward to it yeah definitely should be a good combo uh, Neil, how about you? I, I know you're you're disappointed again about Silent Hills, weren't you? Like most people, yeah, just why I'm pretty much resolved to not being a thing at, at this point. But I'd be interested to see what Kojima did in terms of outside video games. Now, uh, Del Toro has done things. He's, you know, there are books, there are TV shows, yeah, movies like that. Any of those are viable, I think, and yeah. If it wasn't like just you know, starting again now, I would have said he would be an interesting advisor for Del Toro's The Strain, which is like a vampire-based TV series. Just, it's, it could do with a little touch of Kojima, I think, to take it going forward. Oh, cool. Sounds yeah, good. Just, yeah, I mean, it's like it's proper Del Toro stuff of being gory and out there, but 
Oh, it needs okay. um, yeah, it, it had some of his uh, weirdness in it. Nano machines. Nano machines. <laughs> At this point, you could probably explain that away. That's why the vampires nano machines. The va- the na- the vampires have nano machines that are powered by white blood cells that their bodies don't produce enough of. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh man, it's just over a month as well. Phantom Pain. Oh. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah. Well, for some of us. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I wish I could say more. <laughs> He's got nano machines. Yes, I have nano machines, yes. <laughs> cool. Well, um, I think that about wraps up the news now, actually, unless any of you have got anything else to read out that I've missed or you'd like to mention at all. Well, I think all of us being Life is Strange fans, we should mention that Life is Oh, Strange. yeah, why not? Yeah, I mean, the... the uh, the episode will be up before it actually comes out. Yeah, Life is Strange, oh. episode four. Uh, what's the name of the episode? Is it Dark Room? Dark Room. Yeah, yeah Dark, Dark Room, Room is coming out on... Um, it'll be out on... Um, Tuesday, Wednesday. Tuesday, Wednesday. The uh, PlayStation Store updates. So, um, yeah, actually, I don't know. Well, depending on when this goes up, obviously, because I won't be here for the next couple of days. Um, so I won't be able to publish this. So hopefully, uh, you might by the time you listen to this, it might already be out, guys. If don't worry. Happens. People who seem to listen to this find it before we publish it. Hello, wanna bird? <laughs> yeah, yeah, very go. So yeah, it's yeah. All you need to know it is coming out uh, on the next PlayStation Store update in the US and UK. That's all you need. And to know. this uh, also hit one million. Sales. Well, yes, one million sales. Thank you, Neil. Yeah, the series is um, hit one million sales. It launched in January. So uh, for a small team, uh, they're rather chuffed about that. So and I think it's well deserved. It's a brilliant series, and I ho- can honestly wholeheartedly recommend um, playing them. Uh, if you want yeah. to read my reviews, just do a quick search. Of Life is Strange in the uh, top right-hand uh, corner of PSU in the search bar and check out to see what I had, had to say on the uh, previous three episodes. Spoilers, uh, it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, as it stands, it's up there for the game of the year, personally. Definitely, yeah, I love it. It's brilliant. I can't wait to see what happens. Mm. Um, yeah, okay, well, I believe this is the part where I stop talking and someone else stops talking. Well, yep, well, a little bit, a little bit yeah. <laughs> uh, I think, yeah, but I think, I don't know if the... The music should start soon. Uh, we're going to cut off to our favourite, I think one of our favourite sections of this new po- uh, the podcast. The I Nicely Named Bantering with Bolt. Enjoy. No, 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 Kevin. No, not this music. Oh, God, what? my ears! Why do they bleed, sir? So, Holy man, what the hell is that? I, I told you, homely. You know, something that people can relate to, not this gutter trash. Next week, pick something better, please. Thank you. Sorry about that. Kevin got it wrong. That's Ouch. not what I asked for. He misread the memo. Kevin. You're not oh. getting paid. Remember that. Anyway, hello. It's question of the week time, basically, in Bantering with Bolt. And though there aren't many replies to this one, it's a good thing to talk about amongst ourselves. Uh, Play Journey this week, it's a review, because it came out on PS4 now. And it's like one of my favourite games ever. And part of that is down to its soundtrack, which is absolutely beautiful, by uh, Austin Wintory, composer. And yeah, so it got me thinking, what's your favourite gaming soundtrack? And any special reason why? Now, uh, as I said, 
I've got a couple of replies on this one. Uh, Jeff Gladman said, interestingly, that his was uh, black for the PS2 by Criterion. He said, the full symphony orchestra really brought so much depth and drama to the game in ways that were truly moving at times. Some scenes had such dramatic music, you couldn't help but feel that you were right there experiencing the horror of that war. Even just hearing that soundtrack makes me want to experience the whole game all over again. He also posted a video of the soundtrack, which, yeah, I'd forgotten. It was really, really good, actually. It's uh, nice to see someone with great passion for that. And the other one of note was uh, Arthur Fernandez mentioned that Last of Us had a very good soundtrack and God of War also. Uh, I'll start personally by saying, yeah, I said Journey is one of my favourites, but through all sort of walks, I like both, you know, orchestral scores and you know, soundtrack, everything, you know, licensed music. Uh, Life is Strange, as we just mentioned moments ago, is that, that has a wonderful soundtrack so far already and stuff was well off my radar you know being a 33 year old man i'm not into you know 18 year old sort of style of music <laughs> <laughs> i should think not <laughs> no, not on purpose <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah and it's oh my great. but then you think back to you know grand theft auto games had wonderful uh, use of music oh yes music and then on the other side of it, well, even Red Dead Redemption, when you think about it, it's uh, the use of Jose Gonzalez's music in that game was just so perfectly matched. But outside that, they also have you know, a lot of good original scores. You know, uh, GTA V had a brilliant score. Manhunt had that brilliantly synthy 80s vibe to it. It was like, you know, something like uh, Escape from New York and The Warriors, which, of course, they also did. Um, again, on license things, uh, Tony Hawk's 1, 2, and 3 all had brilliant soundtracks for me. Um, but going to the orchestral stuff, I would say I love stuff like Skyrim's soundtrack is brilliant. Remember Me, which again, inspired the people who made Life is Strange, has one of my favourite soundtracks ever. It's a mix of uh, classical orchestral music, but it has like a, an electronic addition to it and they sort of meld the two together and make a really just quite interesting to listen to so it's uh you, i would definitely recommend listening to it if you're going to hear it because it's just some of the best music you can hear from a game movie whatever in my personal opinion it's part of the reason i really fell in love with that game um metal gear games again they nail it Kojima nails it with his trailers actually with music as well, I find. It's uh what was it last time? A new order track he used for the last Phantom Pain trailer. It was just it fit perfectly. It's just that little bee-bom, bee-bom sort of sound. So yeah, this it's one of my loves of video games, and in fact any medium is the soundtrack to something. So I take it to you guys, Mike. Any particular soundtracks or scores that you've loved about video games and any personal reason why? Oh, <clears throat> that's a question and a half. Is, oh, I mean, we're going, we might as well be going back all the way to the late 80s here. <laughs> there's just so many. I'll do my best. I'll probably just fire off a quick list of some because there's just cause so many going around in my head right now. I mean, uh, Sonic 2, 
was great. We're talking about we're talking about the um eight bit ones here, you know. Oh, yeah, not sixteen. Yeah, yeah. I, I totally agree with that. Yeah, Son uh, yeah, so- things like Sonic Two was great. Um Super Mario Brothers Three, I love those classic tunes. Uh Shenmue would have had a really, really nice mm. soundtrack actually. I think that's quite underrated. Uh I have to mention um Resident Evil and Silent Hill especially. Those uh, Resident Evil Two. I've... Yeah. This is my again one of the earlier favorites. Just... Yeah, Resident Evil Two was fantastic. Silent Hill had a very, very good soundtrack as well. Or, or Silent Silent Hill Two especially. They, that was a brilliant soundtrack. That was. It wasn't just the uh, kind of like the industrial kind of sort of clanging and stuff like that sort of ambience. They had some really good actual tunes. You know, guitars, a full-on kind of band type stuff. They had some really, really good tracks on. Yeah, that. the um, was it? Is it Laura's theme? Laura's theme. Something? Yeah, Laura's yeah, theme. That was I remember cool. in a mid 2000s like we sort of channel the guy who's a musician he's obsessed with silent hill yeah we were we tried to make a song basically using that as a backing thing went terribly because i can't sing but you know we made it worse so it's just it's it fit the game so well and then yeah it's tying words to that experience as well is like really cool it was then that you sort of realize how it worked and how it you know like i said how it fit Yes, yes, uh, that's a fantastic piece of music. Yeah, well. yeah, that's a stand-up, that is definitely. And then, of course, uh, you know, ones you've said, like Grand Theft Auto, um, I, I love some of the, the tracks on there. Even the first game, I love the, the mm. original music they had on that. But, you know, things like Vice City, Vice City Stories, the 80s stuff on there, just awesome in terms of licensed tracks. Metal Gear Solid, obviously, brilliant. I love Snake Eater, the, theme, the actual theme Snake Eater, so Bond-esque and everything. Uh, yeah. Brilliant. But the, the best part of that is, yeah, as many people often say, is after the bo- the boss battle at the end where you got the ladder and they just play that really background version of the tune. Oh yeah, because, and then it just yeah. builds and builds and builds. Yeah, I like um one of the the best um tunes from that is debriefing though. It's a very sad, very sad um tune, but it's so brilliant though, so moving. It is really, really good. It's a really, really good tune. Um, apart from that, um, I think I've probably, I mean, even, you know, stuff like Uncharted, you know, it captures that kind of Indiana Jones-esque type adventuring spirit, you know, things yeah. like that. It's I mean, pretty- there's a lot of, you know, opening themes that are brilliant. There's like yeah. Uncharted. Uncharted, yeah. Because I can remember it off the top of my head, just straight away, it just has that, like you say, it's very Indiana Jones-esque. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, I'm just looking back here to run the, oh, Mass Effect is brilliant as well. That oh, yeah. Um, Mass, Effect, Mass Effect 3, Leaving Earth. I love that one, where it's got like the Reaper's sounds in the background of it. Yeah. It's just like very twinkly piano tune. And then every so often you just get it punctuated by a loud... Yeah. Sort of, it's like, that's a, oh, that's an awesome piece of music. Yeah, yeah, but that was so brilliant. Oh, sorry, um, I've got to round it off now. I don't want... This is, this is going to... You'll be like, oh, God, of course. But I seriously mean as Assassin's Creed 2 has an amazing soundtrack. Mm, yeah, it does. That is superb. The... um, Oh, there's so many great sound um, mute pieces in that song. I can't pick my favourite. It's so good. Really is brilliant. I mean, Venice, Venice, Ezio's family theme. Oh, there's just too many. Honest, that that whole series has some brilliant tunes. Yeah, Bro- Brotherhood actually had quite a good selection as well. I yeah, yeah, definitely. Even the first one has some really good ones. The chase theme is really, really good. That that well, was really good. Yeah, quite recently actually, Rocket League had quite a cool little dancey soundtrack to it. So some of the tracks on there were really, really good. Like, oh, cool. 
Yeah, I was quite surprised by that. Oh yeah, I've got to put. I've got to shout, give a shout out to Ducktales as well because that's uh, so yeah, moon. <laughs> yeah, moon base. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. But yeah, that I mean, I could go on forever. But those are the ones that definitely come to mind. I mean, yeah. uh, loved it. Yeah. Oh, I also have a really soft spot for um, Tomb Raider, uh, the old Tomb Raider themes. You know, the on the title screen. Oh yeah, that I, I left the title screen off for ages on Tomb Raider game yeah. just just because of the sound. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, <laughs> Tomb, I, especially when they kind of remixed them later on. Like Tomb Raider Two had a really nice kind of um, they added a bit more to it. So um, that that was a, a favorite of mine as well. But yeah, yeah, there we go. Pretty much that's um, yeah, some great yeah, mu- there's brilliant game music out there. Brilliant. There is. I mean, so this year alone, stuff like Life is Strange, Dying Light. Actually, just thinking about it, it just captured that whole. 80s zombie movie vibe really well with its music. Oh, wicked! Just that was one of the reasons I was sold so well on it. What is it set in the 80s then? No, but the music is very much like a George Romero sort of 80s Day of the Dead movie. Oh, oh, dude, Day of the Dead is one of my favorite zombie films. I love that soundtrack. (laughs) Yeah, it's very synthy, very like dong dong. I can't do it. Oh, Again, yeah, listen great. to that. It's it just fits the game brilliantly. Oh yeah, I'm very surprised that you never played Die Light. Yeah, I know. It's just one of those things that um, I think at the time I was reviewing a lot of games and it just like passed me by because of yeah. that. Just like Neil is now, you know. But yeah, DLC is coming out for that soon as well. So, yeah, new DLC. Yeah, um, vehicles and stuff. That's how it. Yeah, I, I should. I'll probably go back and get it at some point. Um, do you reckon I'd actually like it then? Yeah, it's. Oh yeah, you would. Like Assassin's Creed, you're like that. It's oh, like okay. Far Cry meets Assassin's Creed. Awesome. You even climb towers, you know. <laughs> yeah, climb towers. And zombies, of course, as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's Dead Island as well. You know, is there? Awesome. Well, just watch definitely. out though. It's not as scary with co-op. No, no. But if you want a bit of a laugh, I'm co-op. A solo guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I prefer co-op to be honest. Yeah. It made it my... funnier. <laughs> co-op was fine afterwards. It was like once you completed it, it was better because then you could just have a laugh, dicking around. But so like, you end up. Playing with someone who played the whole game in co-op, you get a very different experience. Cool. So because there's you lose a lot of the tension, especially yeah. early on, where you're like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing, I don't know what I'm doing, and you've got a whole. Game Unless you've got four there. people, then you just murder everything. How do I murder? Just murder. <laughs> yeah. Cool. And yeah, it is again one of those games that at the end of the year I did wonder at the beginning of the year if it would just get lost and not seen as great in retrospect, but I. I Played it a couple of times since I reviewed it back at the beginning of the year. And yeah, to me, I think it's still going to be one of the, the high ups again. Well, kid, I really I wouldn't mind checking it out. It's probably one of those games I'd put just get for grab for Christmas, you know, what I've missed. That's what I yeah. usually do these days. That's it. Yeah, cool. Well, that's that. I'm done uh, as far as yeah. the music goes, man. Yeah, but um, quality. So ben, I uh, Metal Gear Solid, the originals. I love the music. Yeah. Uh, you talked Sonic, so I can't really bring Sonic up, even though, to be honest, Sonic is my preferred out of these two, but I like the Super Mario music as well. I mean, once yeah. you start hearing that, even a tiny bit of it, the rest of it will just play off in your head. Oh, but I've been kind of listening to it right now in my head, just, oh, Super Mario Bros. <laughs> do, 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 oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, uh, Final Fantasy music, Final Fantasy Seven. I oh, mean, God, how could I miss that, yeah. <laughs> the music in 7 is just perfect. Unless you're listening to the PC version, then it's complete shit. But the PS1 really? version was perfect. Yeah, the original PC version was really bad. Good. 8 okay. was good. And 14, I must admit, 14 is one of my favourites for music as well. Um, like, you start off with like a small like 
guitar solo when you're fighting Shiva, then it goes into a full rock sort of thing. We're singing halfway through as you get to the toughest phase of the fight. Nice. Uh, and stuff like that, but like Ramu having like like the electric guitar sounding things in the background. Just no, really good. Man, you mentioned that now, I just uh, thought Devil May Cry. Yeah. <laughs> well, it does feel like that because you've got lightning bolts going around, you've got stuff to dodge, you've got little ads to fight. It's just, it's amazing. Yeah. And then yeah, even the dungeon really... music, like um, Tantara Hard Mode, uh, it's a really scary, creepy dungeon where uh, the the actual boss is actually a widowed wife. Mm. Um, her husband died earlier on in the game. Uh, they they were doing like a dungeon. Anyway, she wanted to bring oh him my. back to life by sacrificing people and trying to mutate them using viruses to make zombies to try and bring her husband back to life <laughs> and then you got this like really creepy orchestra in the background as you go through this dungeon and then when you get to the final boss when you meet her and her eyeball her husband's just a giant eyeball now it's you just hear her crying in time with the music oh wow it's really creepy I, sh- I should send you it some of the music in that game is just ah oh, perfect and then the Hildebrand theme Hildebrand Needs his own game. I will is pay that, your money for you. You had that for your wedding. You yeah, had that for my wedding. Yeah, I remember you saying that. Yeah, that, you know when we were leaving. That's the Hildebrand yeah. theme. Oh yeah, that's good music. Yeah. So yeah, Hilde, Hildebrand needs his own game. Uh, but yeah, so that's some of my favourite music. You're good. I think that concludes the section. We won't. Play that god awful music again, Kevin. Sorry. <laughs> My ears, they bleed so right, much. Yeah. yeah. And, and we kind of need Ben. As, as you know, the world crumbles if Ben does not appear on this podcast. And <laughs> he is the ever present. So, yeah. I'm the one above all. Back over to Mike, I suppose, and say review. Thank you very much, Mr. Bolt. Yeah, we're. Um, now my ears are recovered. <laughs> we're. Uh, <laughs> dive into some reviews now um what get uh what reviews did you guys read out last time uh, i'll right. tell you where we're up to yep actually had the page to be honest i think there's only one review that really matters this week um we got the f1 2015 last week so we did that all oh, right okay it was quite a few here then yeah i'm gonna have a heavy say in a few of them <laughs> yeah funny enough <laughs> Cool. Well, obviously we won't uh, we won't um, sort of stick to each one too long because we got a few to read off. But we just okay. We'll kick off uh, the vanishing of Ethan Carter review uh, done by Neil Bolt. Funnily enough, this is done on uh, this is on PS4. Uh, Neil, you gave us eight point five out of ten. Yeah. Um, final word: a more than competent puzzler that wows with its impressive vistas, excellent sound design, and subtle horror tinged plot. The Vanishing of Ian Carter is a thing of dark beauty. Nice. Uh, you like the? Um, sorry, excuse me. The uh, luscious visuals, uh, excellent atmosphere, and intriguing story. Have you dislike the uh, character models, power next to the scenery, uh, and it's not very accessible. And uh, one or two puzzles are frustratingly convoluted. Uh, anything to add on that, dude? Oh, yeah, seeing the uh, thing recently as well, it's uh, quite a devastatingly awful ending in a lot of ways, but uh, it's just, uh, I tell you, it's one of the most beautiful games 
I've seen on PS4, without a doubt, which you can understand how they've achieved that because you literally do nothing but walk around and look at things until you find <laughs> something that you can interact with. Sounds terrible, you know, on a base level, but it's not. It's just the atmosphere of it is just so wonderful. It's so very hard to sort of convey how good it is in that sense. It's, I mean, um, being if remembering the old school of games, you remember Mist. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, it's like Mist, but not shit. <laughs> <laughs> If anyone says Mist isn't shit, it is, all right? It was then, it is now. It just looked pretty. But yeah, it's a good little story in it. It's just, it gets weird very quickly and uh, not like Silent Hill weird, but it's kind of like Wicker Man-esque weird, you know, where it's yeah. uh, a bit of twin, twin Peaks in there. Yeah, it's cool. over, over in about six hours at most, you know. Even if you do get stuck on one or two, it's just uh, you don't mind being stuck sometimes because it just looks so wonderful. There's a like a section near the end part of the game where you don't get to see as much great scenery, and you get into a very horror esque uh, bit. Oh, nice! And yeah, it's like, it's quite tense, and but not tense when you find out the, the result of. You know, failing any part of that section, then it soon loses a bit of that tension. But, and the place you are at that point isn't quite as interesting to look at as well. So, but it's over fairly quickly once you know what you're doing and you can move back on to the main sort of areas. And it's, yeah, it's, it's worth a go, I say. It's really a, an interesting little game. And like I said, it is just something you can just show people that don't play games and go, there you go, look at that. Doesn't that look like a beauty? And it oh, does. Nice. It's, I've gone through, like I said, the character models do sort of take away from that, which is probably why they aren't really, why it's first person and you don't really see them apart from your cutscene. But yeah, it really stands out when they're on screen, how, <laughs> how, much, how gamey they look and how non-gamey the scenery looks. Oh, okay. Yeah. And yeah, I'm not normally one to bore on about frame rate and stuff like that, but when it does drop occasionally, because the game looks so good, you kind of notice it. Yeah. But it's minuscule, nothing too bad. But yeah, uh, excellent game. I definitely recommend a go. Wicked, man. Uh, ben, have you played this? No, it's a puzzle game. I went, no, no, <laughs> no. Cool, fair play. Um, or maybe you play this, uh, Tembo the Badass Elephant. That does look good, actually. I want to play <laughs> that. That is actually a game, yeah. This is by uh, review by Simon. I wish I'd got that. 7.5 out of 10. Uh, Simon says, oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> A rock solid foundation for a new platforming franchise, Tembo the Elephant. Set Tembo the Badass Elephant is exhilarating when it is at its best, but it's heavy, ch- but it's heavy challenge and need to repeat levels can be frustrating. Um, he liked the, uh, the fact it looks great, fun animation and great audio work. Uh, training together combos and perfecting the stage run feels so good. And got to love Timbo. Fun to use abilities thanks to some excellent level design. Uh, negatives include uh, some levels of padlocked until you earn X amount of points, means repetition and backtracking. Uh, he jumps like an elephant, <laughs> as you'd expect. Any reason obstacles scores are too cluttered together on some levels, making it frustratingly challenging at points. Uh, um, 
Has anyone played this game at all? I haven't. No, no I'm no. tempted. Tempted. Yes, yeah, it's, it's Sega, and they've had some good success with the non-Sonic platform games in recent years. Yeah. It was like, uh, I don't know if you remember, Hell Yeah, Wrath of the Dead Rabbit, a few years ago, which was like really quite fun. And, yeah. and yeah, it just seems like they do occasionally do quite decent stuff. So I'm, yeah. I'm kind of intrigued by it, because like I said, it's Sega, it's a platformer. Yeah. And it's by the guys who made Pokemon, funny enough, as well. Oh, right. Yeah. Game Freak. Got a, got an elephant no more. Elephant. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Right, before Ben breaks into song more, uh, let's move on to the next one. Uh, this the is trumpet. Oh, them is my. <laughs> this is uh, oh jo- big one. This Train is jo- them is my ghost. Okay, calm down. <laughs> this is um, Journey on PS4, reviewed by Neil Volt. Uh, Nine out of ten. Uh, final word whether you play the original enjoyed journey before or are curious to see what all the fuss is all about the PS4 version version provides a great excuse to experience one of PSN's greatest titles for a first or second time Uh, Neil liked the beautiful art style and soundtrack the inventive use of multiplayer uh, the great narrative storytelling via visuals instead of speech and text however he disliked the fact that some may not consider it some may consider it too short uh, there's nothing new added, and some will simply not enjoy or understand it. Uh, S- Stephen being one of them, because he just didn't get it. <laughs> uh, yeah, but um, Neil, um, just a quick word about this. Um, a classic uh, a classic updated, by all accounts, eh? Yeah, and I probably was a bit harsh giving it 9 out of 10. Just probably just, I, <laughs> I feel very reluctant to give anything above that at this point, unless it's you know, exemplary. And Journey on PS3 was exemplary. And yeah. deserved, yeah, that would be a 10 out of 10 for me. But it's the same game. So it, and there's nothing new. It looks a bit smoother, runs a bit smoother, but mm, not much more you can say. But yeah, it's still one of my favourite games ever. And for two hours that it lasts, it's just a, a brilliant experience. I think everyone that hasn't tried it should try it just because you may like it, you may not. But it's, I think it's kind of the way it's intended to be. You get it or you don't. Yeah, I never tried it. I think um, I should probably get around to it. Yeah, Ben, did yeah. you play it? No, I didn't play it. Oh wow! I've got it. I've got Journey. Sorry. Yeah, I've got. All right. I haven't played the PS4 version. I mean. All oh, right. Right. Cool. 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 I played the original PS3 and I loved it, but I haven't played the PS4. Yeah, I've downloaded it. Oh, yeah. But I it's played a it. Version of that, basically. So. Which is good. It was good before. Cool. Though I'll always add this. Every time Jenny's brought up, be thankful for the beta testers like me. Oh, of course you were in that, weren't you? Yeah. It originally was going to only have six access controls. Oh, wow. Every con- Imagine playing it where the camera and the movement are all done by motion controls. There are certain bits in that game that that would not have worked. Yeah, trust Maybe me. Maybe they would have changed them, but... Oh, no. Yeah, the whole game was like that originally before we reported it, saying the fact that it just didn't work. <laughs> oh wow! And something new every day. Nice. Uh, well, Neil, you're on a roll still. Uh, this is your next review: uh, Game of Thrones episode five, A Nest of Vipers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you give us eight out of ten. Uh, Nest of Vipers keeps the storytelling train chugging along nicely whilst getting it closer to the end game. Another good episode in the bag, and there's plenty to look forward to in the series final. Uh, you like to have a shorter episode creates tighter storytelling. Uh, Ash's best episode yet, and big plot developments handled well. Negatives, however, are um, Jared's. Um, Garrett, Jared's. Jared. Jared. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Garrett's sections go nowhere too slow. Uh, not much time for Myra's story, and waiting two months for the final. 
Oh yeah, that's always a bad thing on that episodic uh, content, isn't it? Waiting for the final yeah. episode. Yeah. Um, so um, just a quick word on that. You enjoyed that then? Yeah. Obviously, I can't say too much because you know, yeah, spoilers, spoilers yeah. at this point. <laughs> so, yeah. but, you know, if you've seen the penultimate episode of any series of Game of Thrones, you know what to expect. It's uh, usually filled with death and despair. So something like that happens at least. And yeah, it's chugging along, like I said, nicely. And I'm hoping that it continues this way. It's it's improved because at one point it was looking like the weakest series Telltale has done post Walking Dead, but it's it's slowly getting there. Yeah, cool man, sweet. Um, okay, moving on. Uh, this is um, uh, I presume I presume you pronounce this as Cube Director's Cut rather than Q U B E, even though it's a. Uh, you could say it's pronounced like that. Uh, either way, this is by um, John Paul Jones, JP. Um, 8 out of 10. Uh, a brilliantly constructed, if slight, um, a slight first-person puzzler, the new narrative in Cube's director's cut serves to elevate an already entertaining yarn into a near-essential prospect. Uh, like the uh, puzzles are cleverly constructed with great difficulty curve. Uh, new narrative mostly strengthens the overall experience. Uh, negatives, however, are not nearly long enough. And the narrative leaves lots, uh, lots of self-interpretation, and so won't it be for everyone. Um, I haven't played this. I've heard of it, though. Um, anyone played this at all? No. I, played, I saw a bit of it. Like I said, I likened it to another sort of physics puzzle trying to be the next portal. Yeah. By all accounts, not, not doing it, but at least having a go at something a little different to it. That's one of those probably end up turning up on plus at some point and worth a go then, I think, but it's just too much out at the minute. Cool, yeah. Fair play. Um, ben, have you played this? Nope, I have not. Okay, cool. Uh, moving on. <laughs> oh, wow, this next review is by, funny enough, Neil Bolt. Uh, <laughs> it's this the last is, one, I promise. <laughs> yeah, hate. Uh, well, this is a weird name. Hat a full boyfriend, PS Vita, uh, PS4 review. Uh, this is uh, a 7 out of 10 game, Neil. Uh, final word. Underneath the novel, yet slightly dubious gimmick of a human romance in birds is a charming, <laughs> uh, humorous tale of teen angst. Um, yes, I did read that correctly. Um, uh, the uh, plus points include some fun characters, uh, the offbeat sense of humor, uh, bird romance theme handled well. Um, uh, however, the negatives include uh, obviously not going to be to everyone's taste. Uh, yeah. Uh, short on variety, <laughs> short on variety uh, and depth. <laughs> Variety and depth, sorry. Yeah. Um, 7 out of 10. So, uh, yeah, and Neil, um, what the hell is this? Wait, there's comments. There's comments on this review. Oh, yeah, oh, sorry. Right. Chili posted a comment. I can't wait for this. No, I don't, what was it? I want this now. I've uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> grown a little fond of this game. <laughs> it's just so weird in a great way. So you romance birds, then? You are a human girl in a civilization that's basically where... Birds have become the more intelligent species than humans. So it's just like real life. Yeah, <laughs> I, I've, I've watched IUD too. I know. <laughs> so yeah, and it's I don't know if you play games like Zero Escape or Danganronpa. That's the thing where it's a visual novel, if you will, and you just kind of go text to text to text thing between scenes and make choices, stuff like that. And that's all it is at base rate. There's no puzzles really or anything like Danganronpa has or Zero Escape. And it's good for what it does. 
it's quite amusing. There are some really funny stuff. I mean, some of the images uh, Stephen picked for the uh, review tell you that there's a sense of humor to the game. Yeah. Okay, wait. Well, in that picture, is, you see. Yeah, he, he had fun looking for those pictures on Google, if I'm rightly. I think he did. I said, I think he was a bit disappointed when I told him there's no dog based sequel. But, uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, there's just. Moments I did, I actually laughed out loud because it's just the ludicrousness of it all. Uh, there, as I said, there's the pigeon that type bird. Is it a pigeon? He's probably a pigeon. I think he's a dove actually. But um, it's one called Okasan, who's clearly I don't know. He's probably meant to be autistic. Yeah. Because you have the option to see every pigeon or bird as uh, a human being the first time you see them. So you sort of have something to relate to. Yeah. You know, the idea of seeing birds weirds you out too much. He doesn't. He still looks like a bird wearing a hoodie. So, <laughs> like that. And he's obsessed with finding pudding. Pudding. And his, oh, this all and sounds his, amazing. So. And his only skill is that he's really fast at running and he makes Pokemon references. It's literally a bird-type Pokemon. So, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's fun. It's only about six, seven quid, I think, for PS Plus users this week. So it's, I'll be buying it then. Yeah, and you get your money's worth. It's like multiple endings. They're all oh. quite funny in their own way. And Does it have a platinum? Yes. No, it's 100% a... But, uh, it's, yeah, it's, for what it is, it's great, I think. It's, uh, <laughs> it's going to be one of those little underrated games, I think, at the end of the year. I'll be like, yeah, that's quite cool. Uh, I like what I get a couple of those a year and I think this is going to be one of them more weird games thank you <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's definitely wow that's definitely quite um, uh, idiosyncratic title if ever I've seen one um, <laughs> let's uh, move on to the last review now oddly enough not by Neil Bolt no, I don't is... do them all <laughs> <laughs> I only does everything uh, this is one Chanbara Z2 Chaos PS4 review by Gary Bagdasarov uh, hopefully I pronounced the um, name of the game right. Uh, I've never heard of half of these games you guys do, I swear. <laughs> I need to get... <laughs> no, I don't need to get out more. It's the opposite. I need to stay in more. <laughs> stop going out! Yeah, Have, going stop out. having a life! I went clubbing last Saturday and it was absolutely useless. We went way too early and ended up staying half an hour. It's because you didn't play Hatterfall Boyfriend. See, if you played that, you would have yeah, you known everything. How would you know that you had to... Tell that girl that you were really interested in finding the lost pudding. Yeah. <laughs> I got ID in the club. I can't believe it. It's because you didn't find that lost pudding. It's just... <laughs> yeah. And you're a human, and it was a bird club. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Uh, this Gary gave this six point five out of ten. Uh, this is one Chen Bar. I'd said too, in case you lost your train of thought there. But we were talking about bird puddings and whatever. Uh, final word. <laughs> <laughs> confusing storyline leaves you muddled though there's plenty of laugh out loud moments and entertaining combat to enjoy amidst the head not only cool soundtrack uh, Gary liked the fun combat the great soundtrack, good character customization. however he disliked the that was some unnecessary combat mechanics enemies environments look like a PS2 game uh, the story will leave you lost and confused um, I've never heard of this game in my life um, has anyone else at all? Well, apart from the pictures yeah, yeah I've heard of it, I, I, I love the fact customization, yeah yeah, Gary. Customization. Wink. Wink. Uh, <laughs> you mean like you can make them wear pieces of fruit? And, uh, and toast. And toast. Pieces of fruit. 
Oh, that's a great one too of reviews that we had it was just like yeah here's, here's your pigeon dating simulator and here's a game where there are women scantily dressed in fruit yeah his journey is a bit of, yeah jack of all trades wait until my next review where i actually play a game where you are said toast so it'll go full circle then uh, well, and my next review where you're a stick man saying cryptic <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. Well, that brings us um, to the back end of the podcast now with uh, what we've been playing, guys. Um, yeah, so um, Neil, if you don't mind going first, dude. Yeah, uh, other than reviewing, I have found time to actually play other games hmm. somehow. Um, I got a platinum on Rocket League, so best pleased about that. That's platinum number 24. So, still a great game. And other than that, Minecraft, because. That's what me and my son play most of the time. It's like every other day, it's what he's asking for. Yeah, it's hard to describe how fun it is when you're not playing it and you're not someone who's playing it. It's just, yeah, (laughs) it's a really good game. But yeah, they are the only other two games other than all the games that I've reviewed this week. Nice. Oh, and something else, but I'm reviewing it and it's under embargo. Oh, okay, cool. Oh, cool. Okay, then, man. Pretty much you're um, all tied up with your view, reviews, then. <laughs> yeah, I can't stop. I, I'm a monster. I have an addiction <laughs> to this thing. Awesome. <laughs> uh, okay, that just... Uh, I'll move on to you, then, Ben. Uh, well, it's pretty simple for me. I played a bit of... Uh, well, I didn't play a bit of this, actually. I just watched my mate play it. Borderlands, you know, the new episode. Well, not new. It's quite old now. But mate oh, played Tales. the... Yeah, Tales from Borderlands. He played that mine. Because I like, that's I, weird, but I, I'm not a big fan of their games, but I love watching them. I know no, that sounds that. weird. I prefer watching them than I do actually playing that Telltale games. Sorry, just for a sweet hope. <laughs> <laughs> See, I shocked you that much. <laughs> and apart from that, I've been playing a lot of Final Fantasy XIV after getting married last weekend. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, which she says hi, by the way, Neil. In, on Skype, she said hi to you. Uh, yeah, that fa- my, my thanks for watching. Yeah, first interaction with Final Fantasy XIV was to watch the Twitch stream of Ben's wedding. <laughs> That's the greatest way to welcome you to the game. <laughs> it is. It was, it was like, here's Japan, in a nutshell. So, basically, with the, this expansion pack, they've added a feature to allow you to do old dungeons with less party members than what you were supposed to be able to go into. Like, you can try into trials with, like, seven people when you're supposed to have eight. Uh, I did the Ifrit hard mode, which is the second highest difficulty. Um, and I decided, you know what, I wonder what happens if I try this on my own. It took me 20, or 20 30 minutes, but I beat it on my own. It felt amazing. Then I also did some of the other harder dungeons, like Brave Flocks, which was designed for, like, decently skilled players before the expansion did the entire dungeon on my own it's just so much fun just beating all the old content that everyone struggled with sometimes <laughs> on your own you, <laughs> you struggle because you're on your own of course but yeah. it's just ridiculously fun just doing stuff like that and glowing on Twitter <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah that's that's pretty much my week playing Final Fantasy XIV my friend that I was describing your wedding last week, and uh, my friend <laughs> used to play Final Fantasy XIV anyway. Yeah. As you got back into playing it again, <laughs> so after that. Yay! 
I don't quite know how that encouraged him. Bringing people <laughs> together! Yay! Hey, it's because of the Hildebrand. The Hildebrand. <laughs> I, I sort of alluded to the fact that he might like what comes with the expansion pack, so... Yeah. Did you point him out to our review on PSU.com? Yes, I said you should check out the review. <laughs> and see. I'm nothing if not a corporate whore. <laughs> Oh, you walk out. Well, actually, that'd be bad because when the amount you review, you just, yeah. Yeah, that's it. I've been in a <laughs> veritable critical macaque. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So, yeah, Final Fantasy XIV. That's, that's about it. <laughs> and hello, wife. <laughs> hello, wife. She listens to the podcast now, so. Oh, cool. Is that part of the contract? <laughs> <laughs> That had that, that, the fat chocobo out there, yeah. As you know, had that fat little bird sat in the wedding the entire okay. time. Remember, the, the, on the stage with me? Yeah, it looked a bit dodgy at one point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, hmm, Ben seems to be doing something a little uh, strange with that uh, chocobo there. Uh, <laughs> it was all, all that was part of the contract. contract. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you could have one night of fashion. <laughs> Well, actually, this is one of the creepiest things. One of the new stuff with the new races, I'm not joking, is they have fun with a horse before wedding. Okay. <laughs> it's actually part of the new races law. I'm not even kidding. I'm not going to say what they're supposed to do with the horse, but yeah. Yeah, that's that's how I'm going to end this All section. Right. <laughs> Mike, what have you been doing? There's your there's your smut for the week. Uh, <laughs> I don't know where to, I don't know if I can um, follow up with that. Anything right, I say? Look at the uh, look at the Skype chat for inspiration. There you go. <laughs> what is even that? I don't know. I just found it on Twitter. Oh god. Uh, well, I've um, actually been playing. Um, I've been playing um, Assassin's Creed Unity for most of the time. I started it back when I came when it came out in I don't know whatever it was October or November, and I put it down because I mostly because I had a lot of reviews to do and it just didn't grab me as much as Black Flag and um, uh, what was the other one Rogue. So it was kind of different going making that transition just from like the um, the sea battles and stuff like that and the ships just to an all land based Assassin's Creed again. But I finally started it. Uh, again, a few weeks ago, and I, you know, I completed it today, and I actually really enjoyed it. I did. I don't think this is strong as some of the other ones in recent years, but I didn't have any problems uh, with uh, like a lot of the glitches and stuff that people had. I didn't have anything like that at all. Um, I think there must obviously there's been patches and stuff released since then, but I can't imagine um, if I carried on playing it when it first came out, I probably would have been um, frust- so frustrated I would have stopped playing it anyway because of that. From what there's, there's <laughs> lots of potential in Unity, yeah, going forward, but, yep. uh, it's yeah, it did get lost a bit under you know, their ambition far outstripped their resources, yeah. It's um, but yeah, I mean, um, I enjoyed it for what it was in the end, actually. I thought the uh, I, lo- I did like the location, I thought that was great, and the, the visuals in places were really, really good, they were brilliant. Like, um, just yeah, first time you see Notre Dame. Oh yeah, Notre Dame. Like, wow, brilliant. Just... Yeah, 
superb. And I for um for all the faults and stuff, I did actually like Arno. I actually quite liked him. I don't know why he did remind me of he reminded me of the, of Ezio in terms of his looks, not his personality. But um, he just I suppose is the idea, isn't it? Cause yeah, carry on this lineage. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it a lot. I finished the main story. I haven't finished the. Uh, uh, side quest yet? I'm going to probably go back and do some of those. But um, yeah, God, it's so, that map though. You know, we see all oh, the things to do. So it's, it's, it is overwhelming, isn't it? It's just so. I could honestly see why so many people would just look at that and after ten minutes and go, "Yeah, you know what? No, no, yeah, exactly." <laughs> I thought Black Flag was bad, but yeah, Jesus, endless amounts of icons everywhere. But um, oh, it's just crazy. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, um, I finished it and it was, um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I'm glad I went back to it, though I did. I didn't give it a good enough shot, but um, there we go. Uh, apart from that, I've um, I've actually been off Destiny for a while now, which is the first, because I've been on, I was on that a hell of a lot, so I've, I've dipped back into War Thunder a bit. Um, also done a bit of Watch Dogs as well, or rather my friend Tim plays it and I watch, because <laughs> I don't have time to go for another open world game at the moment. Yeah, so um, you're watching... Dogs. I'm watching Watch Dogs, eh? yeah. <laughs> Who watches the Watch Dogs? Yeah, Mike. exactly. Mike, yeah, I do. That's how I roll. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, mostly been Assassin's Creed Unity, really. I want to start back on my Vita again soon and finish um, Final Fantasy VII, which I was playing non-stop on holiday. But as soon as I got back, you know, I was um, back into work and playing a few other games. So I haven't really touched it since then. But yeah. Um, what, I just remember the game I am playing. Yep. when you finish but uh um yeah well, that's pretty much it it's just from literally okay. assassin's creed and a bit of war thunder yeah it's to be honest this is going to sound evenly but it's a mobile game <laughs> oh yeah i've been playing a mobile game recently as well yeah alpha bear yeah. Ah. if you know about it it's ah. basically one of those word puzzle games but like you've got to make you get timers on each letter so you've got to use them by a certain amount of turns and their points decrease each turn but you need to get rid of them to make the bears on your screen get bigger so you get more points for each bear. This is a very difficult game to describe. Um, and basically, at the end of each round, when you've got your points, you, uh, the bear prize you get sort of comes up with captions based on the words you've uh, used. So if you can use certain words, you can get some really hilarious little phrases that uh, are quite... Uh, well, disgusting at times, but because uh, it accepts quite a lot of words in the English language, you know, even the ones that are a bit uh, offensive. And, yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's strangely compelling. It's free, and yeah, it's quite cool. I don't normally like mobile games, but it's, uh, it was a little curio. I heard about it. Good uh, props on video gamers podcast. Where, uh, Jamie Trinker was talking about it, and he used to say. Everyone on there was just basically saying, now I have to know what it's about, because you couldn't describe quite how good it was. <laughs> and here I am now doing the same thing, because he duped me on it. So yeah. So, yeah. Quite a decent little game, for what it is. Yeah, that was the only other thing. I just thought I'd remember it. Oh, well, nice one. <laughs> the mobile game I was playing was Dragon Ball Z Dokkan Battle. Dokkan Battle. It's pretty simple. You just line up coloured balls. Oh, one of those ones. Yeah, but if it's Dragon Ball Z, so I'm addicted. <laughs> I was like that with that um, match-free Doctor Who game. You know, it's just like that puzzle quest sort of thing. I'm looking forward to Fallout yeah, Shelter, though, next month. 
Yeah, I'm the, the hype's worn down a bit now, obviously on the other side. Yeah. But I, I, I quite want to play it before Fallout Four comes out, mainly because I think it'll have some sort of lead on, give you something in Fallout Four. It's not Taurus yet. <laughs> you know, this has got nothing to do with gaming and stuff, but I just couldn't help mention it. So I'm just in awe here of something I was reading. And while well, well, you sort of in between while you guys were talking and stuff, there's this X Factor reject from the UK. Um, you know, obviously, I think most people know what X Factor is. You know, the singing competition by Simon Cowell. Oh, my God. Sorry. Yeah, she was like some just some like council state kind of chavvy girl. And now she's a millionaire. It's just a crate. It's just ridiculous how she managed to do this. I just can't believe it's the same person. It's just, she's dating, apparently dating one of the biggest people in adult entertainment. And mm-hmm. It just went from, you know, just being a, a regular, you know, just a council estate girl, you know, a bit of a chab and stuff. And now she's doing this, living a millionaire lifestyle, private planes, Porsches. It's just how the hell does that happen? It's just crazy, man. It's ridiculous. Oh, well, I think I found out how. She had a boob job. And, yeah, she's got, like... Yeah, she's got completely plastic and fake now. So I guess that's why. <laughs> that's how you do it. <laughs> and so thank you for listening to... <laughs> no, it's just like... Why... Oh, God, it's just like... I just don't understand why people do that. I think some people are far more deserving than that kind of success. But that's just me. There we go. Well, yeah, there's there's a whole other... Like me. Do that. But it's, it'd be like spitting in the wind, to put it nicely. It's, uh, you, you can rant and rant, but sadly it's just one of those things. Yeah, it's one of those many things in life. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I just, blo- I just block all that nonsense out to us these days. Yeah, no, you're right. It's just like, well... Cool. Well, yeah, that is the end of the podcast. <laughs> Funny way to end. <laughs> Sorry about that. About boob jobs and millionaires. Um... Well, um, thanks for joining me, guys. That was a good episode, actually. Um, before we cap off, we'll just re- uh, recap quickly uh, how you guys can contact us if you fancy it. Uh, you can contact me at mike.harridance.psu.com or you can add me on PSN at um, uh, Billy underscore Cohen 84. That's a capital B and capital C. And you can also contact Neil if you wish at, take it away, Neil. <laughs> you can contact me at Nesco on Twitter. That's N E Z K O, all lowercase. Uh, you can get me on the old PSN, Son of Venom, all lowercase, one word. Or email me. People don't, but you can always try. Uh, Neil.bolt at PSU.com. Awesome. And Ben, how can people get hold of you or stalk you? As you, uh, you can stalk me. Ben.shabithall at PSU.com. Uh, Chile underscore UK on Twitter, Chile on NeoGab, Chile on, Chile on PSN, that's C-H-I-L-L-E. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, that's how you can stalk me, or wave at me when I look out you through your garden window. Hello! <laughs> Sweet. Well, um, we will be uh, back again next week, hopefully. Um, I'm not sure. Do we have any um, more specials planned at all, or you guys? Oh, well, we next month we do kind of want to do a Metal Gear one. But, uh, yeah, that would make sense. That won't be next week. So. Cool, cool, cool. Fair enough. Um, cool. Well, um, uh, anything else you need to talk about, guys? Any shout-outs or any competition-type stuff at all? Ben, usually you have something to say. I has a little... Oh, i got some shout-outs. I want to shout-out to my friend Kat. I hope she's doing well. I want to shout-out to my wife on Fire Fantasy. I hope she's listening in still. 
even after that awkward thing about porn stars and boob jobs and stuff. Um, so yeah, I also want to announce a competition um, by Game UK. They've given me a nice prize to give away from game, my local game Scarborough. Um, this will be to the first... Well, this will be picked randomly out of people who email me, but chances are, for some reason, it's probably only one or two people that email me. Uh, this is a men's large Call of Duty Black Ops 3 t-shirt. I think it's zombie-based. Um, so if you want a chance to win this men's large black zombie t-shirt... Uh, email me and the, I'll pick a, I'll pick you all and then put you all together and put a number next to you and work out which one wins by a random generator thing that will pick random so enjoy <laughs> random well there we go thanks for that Ben pretty cool you're doing more competitions and stuff Alright, well, I think that's about wraps us up, guys, doesn't it? Uh, Neil, do you have anything to say at all? Uh, no, that's it. I'm pretty much covered. Sweet. Okay, sweet. Um, I think I had a bit of trouble with my sound then. I couldn't hear anything for a few bits and pieces. Yeah, yeah, it happened to me as well. Oh, it did? Yeah. Oh, okay, there we go. We're still alive, people, in case you want. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you, you didn't get that. I blame Skype. <laughs> Skype must be playing up. Yeah, it probably is actually Skype playing up, but yeah, hopefully you guys are all that. <laughs> um... Well, thanks for joining me again for episode 84, guys. That was really cool. Uh, we'll be back next week for episode 85 as we progress inexorably to that magic 100 mark. I can't believe it. It'll come around quicker than you think. I can assure you of that. Um, uh, well, I've been your co-host alongside Ben and Neil. Thank you for joining me again. We will be back next week. And who knows? We might have a different person in the hot seat. We'll just have to see how it shapes up. Well, thanks for listening, guys. And also, if you don't mind, give us a cheeky like on Facebook and follow us on Twitter as well. Um, that's all from me, guys. Thank you very much for listening. It's good night from me. And it's good night from him. Later, guys. Thank Bye. God for me. <laughs>